Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you for another uh, blessed day. Uh, Lord, we ask you to be with us during this podcast. Uh, Lord, we are uh, finishing up the week. We're tired. Um, we're kind of mentally worn down. Lord, we ask for your uh, your strength uh, to get us through. Lord, we pray that the conversation is something that's pleasing to your ears. Uh, Lord, we pray for the people that are out there listening. Lord, we pray that there's something that that you say through us um, that will um, maybe trigger something in their head. Uh, Lord, we're uh, just so grateful for everything that you do for us. Lord, I'm so grateful for uh, an amazing group of men that you've placed around me. Um, Lord, last night at group was uh, just another amazing night. Lord, to sit and watch you work through um, you know, this misfit group of guys, uh, it, is, uh, it is a joy to watch. Uh, Lord, thank you for stay- sustaining us all this week. Um, Lord, we ask that you be with us tonight. You guide our conversations. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast number nine, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I am, once again, joined with Matt Hynas. Hey, I need a cowbell. You, when you say that, no, you, you don't, don't want to start a ringing the cowbell. No, you don't. You say oh, Matt no. Highness, and I just start ringing that cowbell. Hey, I'm bringing the cowbell. It. Be thrown into the street before we get five. <laughs> I'm minutes bringing into it next it. week. Cowbell. And time. again, the third voice uh, on this podcast is Adam Shine. Hello, everybody. Uh, again, Adam takes care of all of our sound. Uh, so, any of you who have uh, uh, hear any of the glitches, you can go ahead and email Adam. Um, with all your complaints. So we're new to this podcast game. I know some of the past podcasts, there's been a couple glitches here and there. Uh, we think we have the situation figured out and fixed. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. Absolutely. So tonight, oh boy. <laughs> here's my challenge. Wait, before you announce that, <laughs> I just want to go back to the last podcast we did on Sacrifice. And the challenge that came with that cost me <laughs> several chocolate chip cookies that I had to watch my wife make and then make me bring over to your house because of the challenge of the last podcast. Right. But from my standpoint, I gained cookies in my <laughs> well, life. <laughs> if that's the case, Adam and I are going to have to come up with the next <laughs> challenge. That's all I know. So I'm, I'm ready for it. Bring okay. it. My challenge is I want you guys to go home this week and I want you to talk to your wives as little as possible for the entire week and then I want you to let me know how your relationship's gone this week. Oh, boy. I quit. Yeah. I, well, I, have, a, I have a suspicion that it'll go well because I talk too much. Okay. <laughs> I just dealt with this last week. Okay. I, I mean... Just the fact that, oh, man, you, you got me. You got me. But, but here's, here's where I'm going with this, okay? My suspicion is 
maybe in a week it wouldn't be too bad, but stretch that out to two weeks. Stretch that out to a month. And then let me know how the closeness would be, mm-hmm. how the communication would be. How would she know um, what your desires are or how would mm. how would you know hers? Probably because she'd write them out on a piece of paper and leave them on the table in the kitchen and says, <laughs> do this. Well, well. And be like a list of 50 things. So how is this anything different than what we do in prayer with God? Mm. So we expect to have this close relationship, but yet we don't want to talk to him that much. And then when we do talk to him, it's a, a lot of time it's a ritualistic. Mm. It yeah. is. Let's, let's throw this in at the end of the day real quick right before I go to bed. Um, or it's a wish list of stuff that I want. Um, it, Maybe or telling it him is, how to do things. It is. Um, well, things are going good right now. I don't really need to yeah. to lean on him, you know. So when things go bad, so if you look at prayer as vocal communication with somebody here, like how would any of us? What would our relationships be like if we didn't speak to one another? Or if we did speak to one another, it was only 15 seconds at the end of the day. Mm. I mean, let's go crazy and say two minutes. Mm. I mean, the three of us can sit here with microphones shoved in our face and ramble on for a half hour, 45 minutes. Could you honestly sit down and have a half hour, 45 minute conversation with God? Or would your mind start to wander when you start to get... My mind can start to wander in two minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's my... Yeah. I mean, I do think I kind of have a little bit of adult ADD, but that's a whole other That's a whole other topic. What'd you say? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Huh? So the topic that was thrown around and, and brought up today for something to talk about is prayer. How... Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who their prayer time is... Sunday at church when the pastors lead in prayer. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who, you know, it's a ritualistic thing. I, I, I do, I, I, I do it first thing in the morning. And this is what I say, and I do it at the end of the day. This is what I say, and I do it before I eat dinner. Not all the times when I eat, only when the whole family is around, mm-hmm. and not when I'm out in public. Only when we're at home. Mm-hmm. So, if this is you. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding from prayer is your verbal communication with God. I don't think it's one way. Well, I don't think it is either. But I would say probably the majority of us make it a one-way conversation. Mm. It is the, the majority would be a wish list and then the line gets hung up on is we wait for the wish list to be delivered by the Amazon angels to us. Right. Mm. Well, you know, that's the whole, uh, I'm going to pray for patience and I want it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lord, how come you haven't delivered me from this impatience yet? Right. Well, you just prayed Mm. about it two minutes ago. Right. Well, and it's funny. So I actually thought you were going to go a completely different way with that. Uh, Only because I'm good at, 
talking to my wife, not talking with my wife, but talking to my wife and not listening. I'm great at not listening. But I do a great job talking to her. When I'm having a bad day, I come home, I just want to talk and explain things. But just this week, she came home. She had a tough day. She was venting, and all I did is have constructive criticisms. Like, well, you know, I can kind of see that person's side, or, you know, could you think of it this way? All she wanted to do is just talk to me and let me listen. I, I didn't pay any attention to that. I had a way to solve it. And I still think that can relate to what you're saying. When we do come to God, is it just a laundry list of things? Hey, no, well, it could be better this way, or I could really use this, or instead of spending time in the moment with God uh, and make that moment last. There Two is, completely different things. There's a book I've read multiple times. It's called uh, 12 Rules for Life, uh, written by Jordan Peterson. And it's a it's a secular book and and but but anyways one of the things in there one of his twelve rules for life is to listen to someone as though they have something that you need to learn. Mm. So it's that because m- most of the times we're not really listening. We hmm. pick up a couple things and now what we're doing is come back with a rebuttal. We need a rebuttal. We need a rebuttal. We need we don't, we don't sit and listen like. I, I can look I can think back over my prayers just over the last couple of days and there wasn't that time I mean I talked and um you know and just ended the I talked the whole time <laughs> uh I want to pray this in Jesus' name amen and I'm, I didn't take that time to just go Okay, well, what about now? Maybe it's time for me to listen. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about the the new believers. Uh, last night here at group, uh, we heard a powerful testimony mm. from one of our brothers who came to know the Lord, invited him into his life for the first time, February seventh, and. He, he shared his testimony last night with us, and one of the things that he noted was when he was asked, have you accepted the Lord into your life? His response was, well, no, because I don't know how. Hmm. Do, do we lean into new believers and, and tell them the importance about prayer, hmm. how to pray? Uh, the very fact that uh, when we started this tonight, I took my hat off to pray. You know, I think if I would have left my hat on through prayer, God still would have heard the prayer. Is God not going to bless the food because we didn't pray before we ate the food? Why, why is it? Well, it's out of respect. I take my hat off before we pray because I was taught by my grandparents. It's respectful. The reason that you're saying the prayer before you eat your food is because not because you need the food to be blessed. It's because you're recognizing this great meal from roosters, Lord. It came from you. Amen. Right? And so, you know, are are there people out there listening to us today that don't understand the simplicity of prayer? Maybe they think that, well, I, I, I can only 
pray at the church. Mm-hmm. That that I have to be at the altar, or I have to say certain things, or it has to sound profound. It has to sound like yeah, a King no. James version. It can't sound messy. Yeah. Where, I mean, that's that's what our prayers are. They're messy because we're messy. Oh yeah, how true is that? Mm. But why can't it sound like a a, a regular conversation? Now, I do think you have to take into consideration whose presence you're coming into and yes. who you're speaking with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that being said, too, again, you guys go home to your wives tonight, anybody who's listening, and every conversation that you have, I, I want it to just be poetic. I want it to huh. just be so incredibly thought-provoking. No. You're just going to go home and talk to your wives like normal. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I, I, I think the reason that a lot of a lot of people don't speak up for out out loud prayer in a group, well, because they don't have something prophetic to say. They don't have something, you know, poetic to say. Yeah. Instead of just, what's on your heart? Yeah. That's what God wants to hear. Yeah. I I mean I even think it goes so much that when people are in a conversation with other people or another person and uh, they'll say, I'll pray for you. And they may have complete intention to pray for this person because they may actually be able to do pray at home, but they won't pray right there because they're still worried. What what if I say something stupid? It's not going to be stupid if you're bringing bringing prayers up to God for some other individual. But I've been there. I've done that. I'm like, I'll pray for you. I'm not going to pray right now because I'll probably look like an idiot. Yeah, you don't want to say anything. No, I understand. You know, there's people that say, look, I don't want to say anything that would disrespect God. I don't want to say anything that's that's against Scripture, sure. that's anything that's, you know, heresy. I, I understand that. But when you gather around to lay hands on somebody, and you've got 20 people standing around, but only four or five people pray... I think a lot of the reason the other people don't is because, well, I don't have any, I, you know, I'm not going to have some type of. So again, though, if when you and I talk to one another, if we had to have some type of long, drawn out, I just don't feel that that's real. And I, and I think, we, look, I've been caught up in that. We've all been caught up in that because we want, you well, want people to think and, that you're religious. You want people and, to think that you're. You know, isn't that coming down just to pride? You you don't want to oh, look bad. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm going to say something, I'm going to look good while doing it. Yeah. And but boy. again, <laughs> it's breaking down those walls and just being real. Yeah. Well, let let's be real. So uh, I'll ask you guys, um, and then those those of you joining us here on the podcast, you can answer the question in your own mind: How many times a day do you pray? I pray in the morning. I pray before bed, usually. Um, I will spend a little bit of time praying, sometimes before dinner, but not always. Not nearly enough. Now, I have seasons where I pray a whole lot more. And guess what? Those seasons are uh, uh, times where I'm very close to God, times where sin is not making as much of a headway in my life. 
yeah, I still fall back into those ruts, right? You know, mm-hmm. I fall back into that. Well, I, I still got prayer in this morning. I got prayer in before bed. I, I did talk to God today. But, uh, man, I'm really struggling. You know why? It's because I'm not spending time, real time, praying and listening to God. So, but yeah, so I, I'm in that rut right now. I, I think the important piece that you said is real time. In the Bible, there isn't any scripture that says you have to pray seven times a day. Because if that's the case, we would have the same people who check box, well, went to church on Sunday, gave a check, oh, tied. Yeah. Oh, yep, prayed seven times today, check. Mm. Doesn't say how many times a day to pray. But the real prayer is what God's looking for. If you have real prayer with God one time a day, I'm not saying that's wrong, or I'm not saying that's not enough. But that's what God's looking for. Yeah. The real prayer, just real honest conversation in whatever period of time that you have it, whether it be morning, and, afternoon, and maybe or evening. More honest communication. Yeah. You know, that that yeah, I mean, connection. Because when you're running through, like it sounds very ritualistic. I mean, yeah, you want to start your day off and and, and, and I understand that part of it, but you know, we just read through scripture last night when we were in Luke and, and you know, before the Last Supper, Jesus said, I you know, I've just earnestly been wanting to spend this time yeah. with you. Yeah. Like that should be our feeling of spending time in prayer. Like you long to spend that time. Yeah. But we we become so busy and we, we forget about this or that. But like for me, I don't have. I, I guess the the best way to describe my prayer activity is I have an open ended prayer all day. So mm. let's say at the beginning of the day, you know how we all start off prayer, dear heavenly Father. So that's at the end of the day, and then right before bed is when I would say, in Jesus' name, we pray. Because yeah, throughout the day, I have a. I don't want to say a running monologue all day long with God. But I, I have like a conversation. You know, sometimes there's no kind of answer. Sometimes, but again, yeah. there's there's seasons where I, I it seems like I have that conversation more through the day, and then there's seasons where I feel like, yeah, maybe I've only said a couple things. I mean, this week. Just because of the week I had and where I was at mentally, I'm going to be honest with you, the majority of that conversation this week was just my pure frustration mm-hmm. with God. Um, so, but, but again, that's something I need to work through. And I thought Sean said a really good thing last night. Like, we serve a God that is very secure in who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, He's going to be okay if you're frustrated, if you're upset. You need to realize who it is that you're speaking with and who you're coming. I mean, Job found that out. Yeah. Um, but, but the other part about that is he's not surprised because he already knows. He already yeah. knows that you are. But so, so to answer your question is I don't have like specific... I do this in the morning, I do yeah. this in the afternoon, I do this in the... Yeah, I don't have that. I mean, we do have, you know, prayer time with my daughter before she goes to bed and things like that. And um, But 
for me, I just kind of more have a like a running conversation throughout the day. You don't like how the courtroom has the the court recorder who's over there on that little thing that looks like a typewriter, but it's not a typewriter. Right. There's probably one of those in heaven for you. And finally, when you get to heaven, she'll be like, thank God, here comes that Fromfelder guy. Man, I have been transcribing nonstop 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last 35 years. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, if you said, to answer my own question, it depends on the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. You know, someday there might be 15. Someday there might be 20. Someday there might be six. I'm kind of more like you, where it's a running conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it be praying for the safety of my teams every day, whether it be the helicopter team or the ground team, you know, uh, praying for, for my children and their safety. Um, when I was a kid, I was thinking about this when you were talking a little bit ago. Um, my parents taught me a prayer, and I said it every night for years, for years. And I think a lot of people listening might know this prayer, and so I'll kind of start it out. Maybe you guys have heard it. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Please be with and then I had a list. Grandma and Grandpa, Aunt Barb. Like, Did they get that from Metallica? <laughs> uh, no, oh. because I, I don't recall, hush little baby, don't say a word, never mind that voice you heard. I don't think oh, that was in there. Okay, okay, my bad. But yeah, and so, you know, somewhere at some point, I think uh, smallpox or something like that is where that prayer came out of. Mm-hmm. Because all these children were dying yeah. through smallpox or some other type of thing, which may we go down to coronavirus here anytime too. But you know what I mean? Like that was the prayer. Now, granted, I said the same prayer every night mm. for years. Did that take away from God hearing me? Did it take away from me hearing God? I don't know. I mean, I really wasn't, I was obviously asking for God to look out for people, but I never got real in that prayer, right? Like I never got real of, you know, Lord, uh, first day is a seventh grader to high school and have my book knocked out of my hands three times. And I fell getting off the bus when I got home, right? Like there wasn't any of that through those years. It was the ritualistic piece. Mm-hmm. And, and how many people do we know that are Christian give the ritualistic prayer every day and then wonder why they don't hear God. And I think, I think we can maybe take that apart a little bit because there are things that I pray for every single night, uh, but it's absolutely not ritualistic. It's, it's me pouring it out to God again. Yeah. Great point. I I don't know how my kids are going to grow up. You know, I don't, you know, their relationship with God is all on them, but it's still every night that I pray for them and pray that God can seek them out and then I can, I can do the things that I need to do uh, for God for them to, to, to see. So you have um, a repetitive prayer, but it's earnest. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, but, but I still think, it, but that's broken down to be more personal than what yours was. Yes. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yep. Th- there's there's you know, because, two sides of a coin. Like, mm-hmm. I learned this from someone else, so I don't, I'm not going to get any credit from this. 
um, they asked if I had, if I was praying for my daughter's husband. Mm. And at the time, I'm like, uh, no, because she's like eight. Yep. <laughs> um, but that's something that kind of stuck with me. So that is something that I do frequently. Yep, me too. But it's not a, so it's a more personal type thing. And like, yep. you know, I want her husband to be able to view her how I view her. Mm, that 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 type thing. Yeah. So I think there's that, but I th- but there is the, um, you know, there is the ritualistic where you just kind of go through and say the exact same thing at the exact same time over and over and over, and like, is that really? Consider pouring your heart out, right? I guess that would be the question, and and it could be for some people, but I think it's like, like if you heard you, the same thing, I mean, you can say the Lord's prayer out of repetition, or say the Lord's prayer because you believe the things that are in it, and you, you know, yeah. I mean, I learned I learned the Lord's prayer from being a water boy on a football team. <laughs> Seriously, wow. that's how I know it because again, back in that time, which would have been back in the eighties. When I was in second grade, before every football game, the football team kneeled down. You know, they all took a knee. Yeah, and they said the Lord's prayer, and that's exactly how I learned the Lord's prayer, and that's how I still know it. But man, it was boom, 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 boom. I mean, it was a, there was a rhythm there. Yeah, boom, 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 and you just went through it. Yeah. So as a, as a second grader, I knew the Lord's prayer. Now we didn't go to church. I wasn't raised in a church. I knew the Lord's prayer. There were just words. That yeah. I just repetitively said for ten weeks during the fall on a Friday evening, and that was it. That's ritualistic. Yeah, I, I I ponder how many words, how many just word prayers do we throw up to the Lord in a week hmm. that the Lord goes, "Bap, just words." Hmm. Yeah. It, it like we talked about earlier it really is about the sincerity the from the heart sincerity that he's looking for mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like you said like einstein and tesla having a conversation back and forth right <laughs> it can just be the simplicity of lord my week has sucked right lord i pray that as i go into next week you can shine a new light on it. Mm. And you know, that's where I think he's, he'll, he'll be like, okay, we can work. We'll work on that. Right. Might not work on it the way you want us to work on it, but we'll work on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that's it. And, and I think, I think if you broke things down to be more simplistic that way, yeah, mm. I, I think that would help a lot. I think it would help a lot of people out there who feel that their prayers need to be, you know, theologically correct. And I mean, just, you know, real thought out instead of just, if God was sitting, if Jesus was sitting here right now, what would the conversation be? I mean, would you be all, when you stand in front of him, is it going to be all poetic? Is right. It, I mean, so I, I you know, I, I think back to up to my time here at Out of the Boat until that Bible study group started to meet. 
I, I don't know that I saw some of the more simplicity in prayer, but the power in some of the prayer that I've seen since we've come together is out of the boat. You know, I think of some of the some of the powerful prayers that I've heard and we've seen the Lord move in such a mighty way would just be, Lord, this is your event. We want this event to please you, Lord. Lord, mm-hmm. let us hear from you regarding this event. Lord, let us hear what direction you want us to go regarding move the hills. Um, Lord, you know, praying over one of our brothers who had had cancer at the time, praying over one of our brothers who was looking to have a heart transplant. Lord, your will be done. Lord, please encourage him. Give him strength. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are pretty simple prayers, but yet with profound impact. Right. Uh, and if if we have people out there that, you know, well, I, I definitely want this. You know, I want to pray uh, more meaningful prayers to God. I want to uh, shed away all, all the superficial prayers. You know, a great way to do that is through fasting. Uh, give up something that means a lot to you in this world and replace it with prayer. And it's going to remind you. It's going to remind you, oh, I really need to pray because I really want that Twinkie. Or well, I need to pray because I'm hungry. I'm going to give up vegetables for Lent. <laughs> I mean, that should have been brought up on the last podcast of sac. I mean, that is a true, true sacrifice for you. Vegetables. I mean, the the Lord has to be so pleased. With <laughs> I know. You. I mean, the throne room of God right now is just leaping in joy. Yeah, Matt just gave up vegetables. Hey. Yeah. And and then they all coughed and said, uh, "When was the last vegetable?" They <laughs> and and like we talked about in that last one of sacrifice. What you just said, Adam, sacrifice or giving up something only matters to God if it's unless it's important to you, right? You know, right? You know, when I sent that text the other day of, "Hey, I'm giving up vegetables for Lent," everyone knew. If you're out there and you don't know me, let me tell you something. Vegetables don't mean anything to me. I have no care in the world for vegetables. So when I say I'm giving up vegetables, I'm not giving up anything. Mm. Listen, it's plain and simple. When Noah built the ark and God loaded the ark up... Preach it, brother. It wasn't vegetables two by two that went into the ark. There were no two carrots. There were no two radishes. Right. It was meat. (laughs) It was meat that the Lord saved. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just saying. Okay? He left all the vegetables to die in the flood. That could be the most biblical thing ever said in this podcast. Amen. (laughs) So anyways, I just want... Just to kind of close things up, um, I just want, I mean, I want for myself, I want for other uh, people to kind of maybe look at prayer a little bit differently. Maybe look at prayer as if, if your communication with your loved ones, if your communication with your wife or your parents or your best friend was modeled after how you pray and your style and the, the amount of time you do it and what you say. I mean, don't you think it would be hard for that relationship that's here face-to-face? That's such a great analogy. Yeah. So maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, just kind of break down that, that, that thought of, Man, I, I, just, I just I need to blow God's socks off with what I'm getting ready to say. 
because it's not going to happen. Right. Mm. Just come to him and literally reel and, and raw and, and lay it out there. Um, and, and I think that will help me grow. I think it will help all of us grow. Yeah. Um, and stop thinking, you know, look, some of these prayers that some people throw together, you know, the, the, you know, pastor stuff like that. I'm just like, wow. I mean, that was great. It, it was, it was meaningful. Like it really touched me and convicted me. I'm just not that guy and I'm not, but I'm tired of the enemy using that as a tool to stop me from praying out loud because now I'm thinking, well, I can't, I can't pray like Jamie. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. pray like, you know, Pastor Hubbard. Like, what are people going to think? Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm going to have a conversation with my Savior who died on a cross for me, who bore my sins, who put me in right standing with God. I'm just going to have a conversation with him. Mm. Just the same as I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be cautious or embarrassed if I was having an out loud conversation with you, Adam, in public. Right. Right. Well, let Why me, would it be any different? So your challenge for the week is for us here and uh, the folks listening to have conversations with God as if they would have conversations with their spouse or their children mm-hmm. or their best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my challenge that would piggyback with you would be pray for people around you that maybe are people that you don't care for. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some coworkers. Maybe you have a boss that you really don't care for. I'm going to challenge you to pray for them because I, I know from firsthand experience, when you pray for something like that, over time, if you are earnestly saying that prayer, you will start to see them in a different light. Amen. Now, I don't know that God will move in that situation and, your boss will get off your back or whatever. But I just, I just know that you will start to see them differently. Or maybe to piggyback on something that you said earlier, Adam, would be if you get the urge from the Lord to pray for somebody somewhere, maybe it's in Speedway, maybe it's in McDonald's, pray with them. Absolutely. And by doing that, you know, you're going to receive a blessing too. Yes. Uh, it all comes back to you, Matt, talking about those times where, you know, you're still saved, God still loves you, He still cares for you, but you may be missing blessings by not praying with that person, that individual right then and there. Right. And it's going to be more impactful for that individual as well. And, you know, I know there are people out there who are saying, oh, I'm not comfortable with that. Listen. Neither am I. <laughs> God works best when you are uncomfortable. Absolutely. We We know that from time and time again here at Out of the Boat, where we've seen the Lord really do some great things in areas that we totally weren't comfortable in. Right. And so don't, don't let that thought enter your mind and affect how your prayer goes. Mm-hmm. The very fact that you're uncomfortable should even be more reason for you to do it. Right. Yes. I think there's some good challenges. Absolutely. We'd love to hear um, from you if uh, this speaks to you. Uh, if you have some encounters this week uh, through prayer and you want to share that with us, boy, you know, reach out to us, outoftheboatministries.com. Um, 
send us a, send us an email, reach out to us on Facebook, send us a message. Uh, we'd love to hear uh, about how God's moving in your life. Uh, if you're somebody out there who needs prayer, we would be more than happy to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to reach out and let us know. Okay. Well, I think that does it for um, for this podcast. Uh, Matt, you wanna you wanna close us up in prayer? Sure. Nothing like the pressure of closing in prayer after a podcast about prayer. <laughs> <laughs> we will give it the best. Yeah, Father God, we just uh, we just humbly come before you, Lord, um, as we close on this podcast. Um, Lord, I just pray that you supernaturally move through every person who listens to this, Lord, to impact their life for you through prayer. Lord, if there's something in our prayer life that we're not doing that we need to be, Lord, just let us know. Lord, we just pray for every person out there who's struggling that through their prayer life with you, Lord, they can draw closer to you. They can hear your soft, still voice. After all, that that is where you are, Lord. You're not shouting. You're not screaming. It's a soft, still voice. Lord, through our prayer, let us hear that. Lord, let us be humble when we come before you in prayer. Lord, let us uh, cast off the high and mighty thous and these in our prayers and just be real and simple. Lord, we just love that we can come to you any place, anywhere. It doesn't have to be in a church. It doesn't have to be on a high mountain. Wherever it is we are, we can come to you. Lord, we thank you for this time. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.